Dr. Catherine Lafoto works in Africa for VX Technologies, a Bitcoin SV business based in the States. With a background in science, commerce and government, she works closely with her American colleagues to develop a range of healthcare and education products for the African market. You're listening to CoinGeek Conversations with Charles Miller. Well, Catherine, thank you very much for doing CoinGeek Conversations today. Thank you. Can I ask you first about VX Pass, which is a product that you have been heading up in Africa. Can you just give me an outline of what it is and what, it, what it's for? Right. So um, thank you for that. Um, VX Pass is our, you could say, the flagship product that we launched VX Technologies on the back of. And it is a product that was designed really to address a need that we saw around COVID and COVID vaccinations. We realized um, with my background having worked leading the COVID response program in one of the small countries in Southern Africa, as soon as the vaccination protocol started coming through and there was, we saw as a, as a tech company, the need for verifying what somebody's vaccination status was going to be because you started hearing some governments pushing out uh, what we call vaccination mandates. So the question would be, how do you make sure that someone, Catherine, wanting to access your restaurant or you know, hotel, whatever the case might be, how do you make sure that that person is actually vaccinated? Right. So the, the, the standard protocol or the standard uh, solution is obviously using paper records. Now, paper records are easy to fake. We know that. Yeah. So with the VX Pass, what we're doing with that product is to do that verification of vaccination status, but in a very unique way where we actually do not store personally identifiable information of the individual alongside the record. So on the chain, on the blockchain, that information about who I am is not stored. Do you talk about allowing the patient to own their own data? Well, as a, if I was a patient, how does that actually work? What do I get and what is it that I can do with, with it to, to be right. the owner so, of it? So in, in specifically in terms of VxPass for COVID-19, the idea here is that you would have your record on a QR code either on a smartphone or in the case of uh, patients who do not have smartphones, that uh, QR code can be printed out. Yes, yes. So when you come to a point where you need to present your status, you would then present that QR code to a, a secure website that would have been developed by us, and then you would be able to, to, to show proof that you're vaccinated. So when you look at countries in Southern Africa specifically, where there is a lot of migration across borders, primarily into and out of South Africa, that's a, one of the primary requirements right now for traveling to South Africa, vaccination status, right? So how do you do that in a secure way? That's what VX Pass is uh, designed to address. Right. But um, when I've got my QR code and I'm showing the result, how does the person who's looking at the result know that it's my QR code? Correct. So it is at that point that your personal information would then show to the person that is using what we call a VX Verify website. Then it would say, hey, okay, so QR code is here. Oh, it shows that this is Catherine Lepoto, and then they look at my identification, whether it's passport or ID book, whatever the case might be, then they're able to match the two and say, oh, okay, you're the right person. So it means that you are, you are correctly vaccinated. 
But how does that work with what you were saying earlier about not having personal details? Right.、Uh, so, so, so again,、uh, <laughs> the way the cryptography is written around VX Pass as a product is exactly that. That is really our IP, right? It is. It only marries the personal identifiable information with the record at the time that you, as the owner of the record, gives us the key. I see. Right. So yes, it's up to me to. Yes. If you, open if the you door are not there, that information is meaningless. Nobody can look at it.、Yeah. Well, even if they try to hack the system, it doesn't matter because the information is completely meaningless. They would not be able to make、yeah. anything useful out of right, it. Right. Right. And for me, that's what、uh, the power of the blockchain is. And is this using Bitcoin SV?、Blockchain? Bitcoin SV. We're building on Bitcoin SV because、and、we the, the problems we're trying to address in our minds have to be scalable at that level, but at a really really low price. Because that's another reason why we think that our products are uniquely、uh, developed and matched for the needs of developing countries that don't have a budget much, you know, to to work around. Yes, because I suppose、uh, the alternative would be to do a contract with some big consulting company or something to provide this complicated healthcare service. Is that、mm-hmm. would that be so, your competitor for, for your so, product? So currently, what we see certainly in the market that I oversee, the African market, there's really no one that's doing this on the blockchain that we know of, at least. So we are compare, you know, we're competing with your. Traditional systems, if you will, right? So a lot of these African countries, believe it or not, are running their health systems and health data on servers, right? Server technology. Those that are trying to innovate or they are saying they are moving to the next level are starting to move onto the cloud. So what we are saying is that VX Technologies presents African countries and other developing、uh, economies with the leapfrog opportunity to move directly from. Server-based、uh, kind of approaches straight into the blockchain, getting a lot more value and getting a lot more out of the system than they ever could before at a lot less cost. Yes, because as we were saying before, the pay structure for this service is quite different in your VX product than you'd expect. Can you just tell me a little bit about、yes. some of the difficulties that a country might have with、right. this kind of service yeah, that they would contract. Absolutely. So, so traditionally, what you find is that with the with the classical software systems that、uh, that address these kind of problems, there is contracts that governments have to enter into. Usually, five, ten year contracts, fifteen years in some cases, depending on who the the guys are negotiating with. There's a first problem with that is a lot of the times that these software companies, usually from the West. Are coming in with these amazing products. Yes, we need the products, right? We need technology to 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 improve the outcomes of African countries. But a lot of the times, these guys are negotiating with、um, officials that have very little understanding of what it is that they are really getting into. That's the first thing, right? So guys sign up for things that they don't really fully understand. So the first year, usually, a country would. Get onto a product or a contract with one of these uh, uh, software companies. A lot of the times, those contracts would be sponsored by the so-called development In partners. In other words, they, you、right? kind of get so it for free. So the money is coming. Sometimes, it, you know, some of the countries, you know, some of the the the, the companies say it's free. The first year, some of it is sponsored by somebody else coming with funding from elsewhere in the world. Second year. 
the government has to cough up right. for the licenses. By the third year, a lot of the times, the whole thing becomes a complete white elephant because mm. nobody can afford it. So in our model, what we do is our product, VX Pass, as an example, is priced on a what we call pay-per-use model, right? Literally, we, we charge less than $2 a record once off. You never have to pay for it again. The VX Verify, that website that I told you about every time you have to ping it to check the status of an individual, that's a free service for us eternally. So because of the whole, the fact that we are building it on the BSV blockchain. So we are able to give those kind of guarantees because the blockchain that is the foundation for our product, we know the cost thereof, we know the scalability, and we know that the more we use it, in, in fact, the price goes down. So that to me is... Almost the holy grail, I think, yeah, for, yeah. for African countries. But, but so the $2, is that, like if I'm a nurse or wanting to upload somebody's vaccine record, that would be $2? For a record, yeah. That's yeah. it. Once yeah. off, never to be repeated. Never to be repeated for that record. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. It just yeah. sits there from there. Because, on. again, right, it's blockchain, so yes. the record is yeah. <laughs> it's going and to stay there forever. We, we haven't talked about that uploading part of it from the, the doctor or nurse who's up inputting the data, what's the process like for them? So so remember, this doctor or nurse that's inputting the data is doing that whole process anyway. Anyway, yeah. Currently, they are writing it on some piece of paper mm. or they are uploading it on, on a classical system that the data sits in a, in a server, right? So there is no extra work that needs to be done. And in fact, a lot of that work is being done by the patient themselves. Because I'm the one who creates my own account, if you will. Mm -hmm. I'm the one who puts in my name onto, onto my QR code and all of that. So the doctor or nurse, all they need to do is to confirm the batch code of the vaccine that I have received. And then the timestamp is done. That's it. Right. right? Right. So, so technically, and it's a good question, Charles, that you ask, because every time that I engage my prospective clients about the solution, the first thing, especially in the civil service, right, civil servants don't like to have extra work, <laughs> right? So a lot of the times they think, oh, that's just me now I have extra work to do. And then when I go take them through the workflow and show them that, in fact, if they move towards this type of system, their work becomes far less than what they are currently doing now. I mean, if you look at uh, what happens at uh, vaccination clinics for, for COVID specifically, you'd be quite amazed at the number of people that are, the whole system is inefficient. Yes. Right? It's just inefficient. Because in the end, what they do is they write out little paper cards that they give to the, to the patient to say, yeah, you can go, you have been vaccinated. And after I leave as a patient, the nurse still now needs to go into their software system to upload my records. Half the time that never gets done. So later on, when I come back, nobody has me on the system as having received the vaccine that I have a paper record for. So that in itself is a problem. Right. Just going back to the question of data privacy and access and so on, isn't it important that the doctor or the healthcare system has access to a particular patient's health records independent of the patient because supposing the patient turns up and they're unconscious or something or they've lost their stuff or, or for all sorts of reasons does does the healthcare system could it access my information 
without me giving that permission as you described it yeah no absolutely so so that was uh, one of the the important aspects that i had to take the development team through from my you know vx technologists for them to understand how this records health records in african countries are used right you are very right it is very very important that the health care worker, doctor, nurse, should be able to know some of my vital information with or without me, right? But at the same time, there are situations, particularly what we are living in now, this pandemic, where for the first time in our living history, we have a scenario where you need to now present health records to non-health care workers and health care practitioners, this is what VXPass is designed to, to address. Remember, the health system itself will still have your records. They will still know that, yeah, we did see Charles on such and such a day, and this is the information, you know, the, the vaccines that mm-hmm. he got. That's fine. We're not tampering with that. What we are trying to address is the privacy of health data when it now has to be dealt with in non-health settings, which is what COVID and whatever other pandemics may come in our lifetime are starting to help us understand that we need to address. Right. That's interesting. Well, now let's just broaden it out a little bit because um, VXPass is a product of VX Technologies, which is uh, a startup, tech startup based in the United States. And explain to me, you already have explained, but I rather like the explanation, the, the, the meaning of VX. Right. So VX technologies, right? The V in our name stands for verified and X is anything. So we verify for X. In fact, our website is verifyforx.com, right? So what's your X, really, right? right. <laughs> if you need it verified, Let's talk. We might be able to solve it using, you know, how we use our blockchain technology and our cryptography and all the clever, you know, mm. t- developers that back me. All I do is sell. Right. So, <laughs> right. so, the, so it is the vaccine, for X. the vaccine case stu- sort of is a case study of all sorts of other possible. What, what other possibilities do you see for, for X then? So, so the, the VX pass, let's start. We've spoken at length about its use in the COVID-19 vaccination space. But there is another aspect of our lives that requires verifying vaccines, and that is childhood vaccines, right? right. I have two small boys myself. Many of us as parents, we know we go through the process of getting our children vaccinated in South Africa. I think the protocol starts at obviously at birth and probably I think the last vaccine is probably at age 16, right? All of those records are currently sitting on paper, Mm. right? And what's really fascinating, especially in that particular space, is that the records are so disparate that... It depends on who you were going to, which, you know, which pediatrician you were taking your child to at which point in your life. So you can just imagine going back to where we're saying, isn't it important that a doctor has these records? Yes, it is important, but think about it this way. I have two children who were born and raised from different, you know, hospitals, right? So they were seeing different pediatricians. So that in itself means I have two children whose records are sitting in two different offices. I don't even know where those pediatricians are as I'm sitting here now. If tomorrow one of the children needs to go and study overseas, which we spoke about earlier, right? 
that child needs to provide proof of certain vaccines that they have received. And you will not believe how much of a problem it is for children from developing countries to get into good universities in developed countries simply because they cannot prove their vaccination status of polio or smallpox, whatever the case might be. Mm. So these are the things that we are trying to solve. So that's one, childhood vaccines. A very, very good one. Um, <laughs> another interesting... Before, before yeah. you move on from that, yeah. I mean, if you're a very efficient mother, as I'm sure you are, then I expect you've got, you've got a drawer with a little collection of pieces of paper right. from all these different hospitals, right. have you? Is that... That's the sort of default system. That is the default system. You're very right. Until mummy is suddenly not accessible anymore. Yeah, yeah. Then nobody knows where the drawer is. Yes. Worse, let's talk about the bulk of the people that, living, that are living at the bottom of the pyramid in these African countries. It's winter now in South Africa, right? So in all of these slums, right, winter time, you got shack fires. Right. Yeah, yeah. What happens to mommy's drawer? Right. Right? Everything goes up in flames. Then mommy has to go and get this child enrolled in school, even locally in the country, not even going talking about overseas and all of that. We're still talking about little kids having to study, start studying in their local, you know, their home countries. What do you need to present as a parent when a child has to be enrolled in school? Their vaccination record. You don't have it. What right. do you do? And is this a message that, uh, you're able to get through to the authorities in, in Africa. This is the message that we are slowly trying to get through for, you know, for the authorities to understand the importance of digitizing, especially in the health space. And next in line is the education space. Similarly, the other X that we are verifying for with our product we call VX Achieve is the records of academic achievement. Right. right? So, so if, if I can go into a little bit more detail around that as well, South Africa specifically, right? South Africa has a binary system whereby you either have a qualification or you don't. So when you finish high school, which is what they are called their matric, then you go to college or varsity, right? A lot of young people, primarily black young people, poor black people, do not manage to qualify in the first year of sitting for a degree for many number of reasons, but a lot of them is financial affordability. Mm -hmm. So you have a young person who would have gone to university for maybe three years, three and a half years, just about to graduate, but they don't complete. But guess what? The job market will only ever see them as if they have high school. Right. Is that fair? Yeah, it's yeah. not fair. So VX Achieve is setting up to address that issue. We need to have a system by which people who have qualifications beyond, you know, a, you know, a full qualifications, any amount of training that you have done where you have completed a course, maybe in VX Technologies, next year, this time I should be, you know, looking for 10, 15, 20 developers based in Johannesburg. Do those have to be become IT qualification, you know, graduates, no, they shouldn't be. They should not necessarily have to be. But if I'm looking for an excellent developer, I should be able to find a way that I can verify that this young person has actually gone through this many courses in IT at this college, 
Yes, they may not have yet graduated, but they have the right courses that I need as an employer, and I'm happy to give them the right job. In that area, then, presumably you're talking to the administrative people in universities and saying, can you have your teachers verify the modules that the students have completed mm -hmm. ahead of the graduation or non-graduation? Yeah. So it's a little bit more a sort of fine grain record than they would be keeping at the moment officially, I suppose. Correct. Because right now, what are they doing? They're just keeping a spreadsheet, right? And it's maybe the administrators, maybe it's the registrar, maybe it's the actual, the lecturers themselves, mm. right? Mm. But as, a, as an entrepreneur now, you have to understand where is the need really? Where is the pain point? The pain point is not with the universities. Mm. The pain point is with the job market, the employers, so it's it's a very interesting, different conversations to have about the same issue, right? Because on the one hand, we need the buy-in from the universities, like you've said, correct? But you also need buy-in at government level because mm. this thing has to be a policy of the country right? to say we need to move away from this binary system. But it's interesting in both the education field and the medical field, it seems like you're a technology company but you're getting deep into social policy questions. Yeah. Yeah. Your background, you've, you've got a very varied background of industry right. and study and so on. Right. I mean, this must use all the experience and all the skills that you have in, in bringing these things uh, yeah. forward, I guess. Absolutely. And, and I hope that's what's going to make the X Technologies a successful company a household brand in developing countries. It sounds like you almost, the technology is a, a rather a small part of the conversation and that the, the really sort of difficult issues are the, these policy questions that you're inviting countries to yeah. address. Absolutely. And, and I think for me, that, that's, I feel blessed to have a team of developers backing me and what I'm telling them are the real issues, the social issues, right? We always talk about Africa as a land of opportunities for, for entrepreneurs, for big business. Everybody's looking to Africa. But how many of those companies are actually spending time on the ground to understand what the needs are and develop solutions that address the real needs, right? So when, I, when you look at VX Tech uh, as a company, I'm the only executive that's on the African continent. My, all of my colleagues are in the US, right? And they indulge me. And that's what I, I really enjoy about working with them because they are humble enough, if I can use the word, to say, to listen to me, to say, this is where the issues are. So I actually go to them as the developers and say, can you verify for this X for me? <laughs> right? Because this is where the issues are. Right? We're not coming with an off-the-shelf product that we say, you take this, use it in Africa. No. We're saying... Let us understand what the social needs are, because at the end of the day, we're trying to develop what? A sustainable product, sustainable company that, you know, investors can come in and put their money in and think that they can make money out of it, right? So it's really about being, you know, forward thinking, but more importantly, addressing what the real needs are. So, yes, my background 
totally addresses that. <laughs> I started my life as a scientist. And you worked in the <laughs> brewing industry for Absolutely. <laughs> I worked in the beer industry for quite I a number of years. I don't know why that's years. funny, but somehow. <laughs> for me, it's funny, actually. But I always said to people, you know, how does beer and brewing and all of that come together with molecular biology, right? I mean, look, as a mole- I'm, I'm, I studied uh, microbial genetics. So it was really about microbes and how you use them better, right? The beer industry is a classical use of biotechnology, right? Used for making this amazing product that everybody enjoys. We shouldn't really be talking about beer in Dubai, right? (laughs) It feels a little bit weird, but that's what we're doing. Well, we should probably stop in a sec, but can you give me uh, just a little flavor of how you think, how you hope that VX technologies will be developing over the next couple of years. What 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 would be the solid kind of milestones that you'd like to see you that you'd be able to to tell me about if we were doing this again in a couple of years' time? I think for 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 me, what, one of the challenges that entrepreneurs face is uh, you know resisting the temptation to try and be everything to everyone, right? So when you have this type of technology, verify for X, you know you can start running around in all sorts of directions. So my view, my my vision and hope for, for the work I'm doing in Africa is to start making inroads in the health and education space. Really, that that's what I'm most that's interested enough. in. It's it's a lot. Yes. Right? It's a lot. So if if we, you know, in next year this time we're sitting here and I said to you, Charles, look at this. You know, in South Africa, this is the standard now in the in the education space. We're starting to get, you know, uh post matric, you know, post high school young people getting their records on the blockchain in this manner. That's a win. And and you know, also similarly with uh with uh, health records, specifically childhood vaccines. That would be a win for me. Well, Catherine, it's been really fascinating to hear about your work. So thank you so much for for doing the interview. Thank Thank you you for having me. Appreciate it. Thanks very much to Dr. Catherine Lafoto. Next week, I'll be hearing about the use of blockchain for recording environmental data from Daniel Keane from the Australian company Predict Ecology. Please join Daniel and me next week for another CoinGeek conversation.